Welcome to another edition of Full Time Out. Coming off this Celtics Miami game that just uh, came off, so we're going to talk about the uh, that series, the Lakers Nuggets, and a little bit about the the latest news around the league and the world. So, but first, what up, Punk? What up? What up, Kev? Yeah, I'm good, man. I owe you an apology. <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, man, I, I owe you an apology about about that little boy Tyler Hero. Right, right. Because uh, <laughs> you know, you came out and said, you know, he deserved to be first team all rookie and all that little stuff. I was like, man, you know, I feel like you know those guys, this and that, played better. He had a rough time at the end of the year. He's not that good of a defender, but nah, man, that boy a bucket. <laughs> 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 nah, man, he's been open, man. He listen. It's even I won't even lie. It's a, a little above my expectation right now, man. Because I feel like, you know, normally people get a little shook in playoff, but mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, he ain't, he seems like he's getting better in the playoff, and even defensively, he's not that big of a liability anymore. Well, they're playing a lot of zone. I mean, they played a lot of zones all year, but I mean, the fact that now they fully committed to it allows him to be a little more, you know. To, to keep him on the floor and for him him to be the best offensive player in a playoff series I mean that's just incredible for a rookie it is it's a definitely amazing for a rookie and, <laughs> and I don't know if you heard because there, there's there, there's been some ramblings around the Miami Heat organization that say you know they think that Tyler could be better than Book and you know you know how much we love Book around here right um but after watching tonight, man. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't nah, do that. I'm not doing that, but I kind of see what they see. Yeah. I mean, I see what they see, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling people, man, because I had that same debate, you know, off off the record with, uh, with uh, Steven and everything. And, yeah. you know, I feel like he's jumping to the guns. And I'm like, bro, like, book sees first options and double teams and stuff, like, firsthand. You know what I'm saying? So we still got to get time to, you know what I'm saying, to Tyler to, you know, maybe be in that type of situation. It doesn't matter if Butler is not playing the best right now. Mm-hmm. And even Drag- Dragic, actually Dragic went ham the first few games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that was, that was a series. Right. So I feel like this kind of allows, you know what I mean, Tyler to operate kind of low key where it's like he's scoring and it's like you see that he's scoring, but you, you're like, all right, whatever, he's going to stop eventually. And I feel like that's what happened in a game like tonight, where it's like he's gonna stop, he's gonna stop. Nah, he went for thirty-seven. Yeah, you know I'm saying so. Now it's like I, they got his attention. You know, what I'm saying now they might trying to do a little more as far as trying to stop him, and that's when we're gonna see what he's really made of. And I feel like when it comes to book, he has proven himself like that, especially in a bubble situation. Like he was on um, some different type of. Sh- stuff you know what i'm saying yeah. uh last time he was in the bubble so i feel like we're, we're not gonna get disrespectful and start comparing right away you know what i mean let's let's give <laughs> let's, let's 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 show love to hero what he's doing right now we respect it we love it and let's leave it at that you know what i mean and once we start stretching and start you know reaching out to book as if book ain't prove himself like book can't miss the 70 points and all that you know what i mean like we, we got to no, chill but, out a but, little bit like i i hear what you're saying i, I hear all what, what you're saying about you know how book is a proven, you know, it, it, it's proven stuff. He's been in the league for what five, six years now. Right. 
you know, he's, he's among the best scorers in the league. I, I feel like he's one of the top three scorers, just, just as far as getting buckets in different type of ways, you know? Right, right. That he can shoot off the catch, off the dribble, can move without the ball, can post up, everything, and he gets right. to the line a right. ton. You see, in the major key, you said you name multiple ways Tyler doesn't post up. You know what I'm saying, and that's how complete book is as a scorer. Yeah, no, that that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, the the fact is, book is a much much more complete scorer. But the confidence and the feel for the game that Tyler the confidence has, is there. The feel for the game is there. Yeah, that's where I feel like you know he could be on his way to become that type of scorer eventually. Maybe not with the same amount of diversity because I feel like maybe Book is, you know, stronger built. Uh, right. A little more sturdy. Right. Know. But I feel I still feel like, you know, off the dribble, he he, he has the, the making of a first option offensively. He does. He does. I think my, my, my biggest concern with him is probably strength and athletically. Yeah. How he's gonna deal with that. Yeah. That that's probably my biggest thing because you know what I'm saying like I'm thinking you put like a, a a stronger dude or let's say even like a Marcus Smart full time on him, you know what I mean? And him being with the team focused to stop him, I don't know how he responds to that. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh, and book yeah. book plays around with that type of stuff. He he sees it as a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he just picks it apart at his own pace. Yeah. And I feel like like I said, Tyler's biggest blessing is the fact that you know he's a third you know what I'm saying, option right now. You know what I mean? And that kind of allows him to operate quietly without bothering anybody. Yeah, he's coming in with, with, without any expectations. Exactly. So, so, yeah, obviously that allows for a certain amount of freedom, and especially in these pressure situations. It's like, yeah, you know, he's playing with house money at this point. You know, exactly. getting 20 is a plus for the Miami Heat. Then for him to get 30, 37, then, yeah. And when I say he has the making of a first option, obviously I'm extrapolating from what we saw in these last few games. You know, he had 22 in the last game. He had uh, 37 this game. So obviously it's like if you take that and the type of stuff that he did and the ways that he got uh, his buckets, right. yeah, that, that could eventually be a first option. But he has to show the consistency of it. And that was the main reason why I didn't have him on first team. It's like, oh, well, I didn't see the, the consistency uh, that he had. But, you know, he's been scoring at least 10 over the last, what, now it's been like 15 games now. Right. So he has some sort of consistency. But to get to that next level, to be, for as skilled as he is, he could be their go-to guy. He can. I think he definitely can. I think, you know, the way he puts it together, you know what I mean? I think he scores it better than Jimmy. You know what I mean? The way he puts it together. I think his he shoots the ball much, much better. I think the, the biggest thing with Jimmy being a, a veteran, he knows how to get his stuff and he gets to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I, I kind of like that whole uh, your boy there, uh, Porter, Porter Jr., you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How we felt like, you know what I'm saying? The way he is, he could be, you know what I'm saying, the biggest w- offensive weapon that uh, Denver has. And I kind of see the same for him when you look at uh, – Miami. Yeah, exactly. And and like we said for Porter, it's like it, it was always going to come down to to Jamal and and uh and Nicola, you know, and obviously that's what it's been throughout the playoffs, but whenever Michael Porter has been able, been able to give them 
a little bit of, you know, extra stuff off the bench, it's always been very welcome and they've had success with that. And it's the exactly. same thing with the Miami Heat. It's going to be about Bam, Jimmy, and Goran, but if Tyler can go off. <laughs> hey, if Tyler can go off, you know they're happy. You know what I mean? Jimmy ain't got to force nothing. Dragic could, you know, do his thing and, you know, everybody else is chilling. Yeah, man. Everybody else is chilling. And uh, right now your prediction is looking very, very lovely, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear, man. My prediction, man, looking very lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Celtics. But, the, I mean, the thing is we can't count them out. They're, they're very, very talented. But I, And we discussed it. Do you think they have maybe too much of the same on their roster? Um, or is this just a question of Miami being super disciplined and probably, you know, Spolstra doing an amazing coaching job and Brad still not being able to adjust properly yet? I think Miami's super disciplined, but man, they they probably better off with a bigger point guard who may not be an all star. You know what I'm saying? That team can't take advantage of defensively. Like, I seen Tyler cooking, uh, Kemba. Kemba. Now, yeah. everybody got a piece of it, but I say the majority came off Kemba. Yeah. And the Raptors did the same thing. You know what I mean? And unless Kemba is giving you like 25 plus every night, he's hurting you by being out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you better off having, uh, you know, uh, smart as your starting point guard. You know what I mean? At least you know you're not going to take advantage of him offensively. You know what I mean? And go you know what I'm saying, you know, running off other things versus because Kemba's not doing it right now and they're taking advantage of him defensively. So I feel like that's that may be the biggest problem right now with them. Yeah, but I also think, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not going to go there yet, but I feel like they, they may also be missing uh, a big guy. Because... Look, Kemba is a liability defensively, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Marcus Smart is not the consistent offensive player that uh, that Kemba is. Not at all. Um, and it's it's kind of hard for them to generate easy buckets. Yeah. So I feel like having so many guys that are perimeter oriented, right? And and we always compare it to the Warriors that had perimeter-oriented guys, but the thing is they had some of the most efficient perimeter-oriented guys of all time. So that sort of became a glitch where you could still have easy buckets because of either the gravity that Steph has or if you're not covering Steph properly, then Steph or three or mid-range is like a layup to him. Right. You know, and they, they don't have that, but they have the same type of roster where it makes them just a little worse than what the Warriors were at their, at their at their best, or you know during their prime. So I feel like maybe improve the the ties spot wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad. You're right. I think you're right. I think if they definitely that spot improving that spot will help without a question. Uh, but I guess you know what the two spot they need to improve is what they got to do something with. I feel point guard and and that big position mm. because like I said you've given all that money to Kemba he got to deliver too you know what I mean like we yeah. we could change the big and everything but like I said if you're gonna give him all that money 
he gonna have to deliver. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, unless he's dropping like twenty five a game, then you're okay with him getting taken advantage of def- uh, on the defensive end. But if he's not doing that for you, then get rid of him too. Get you a mediocre, you know what I mean, point guard. And maybe, you know what, go towards maybe getting a better big man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe that would be the key. But the thing is, you know, how like you gave all that money to the guy. And, and also, we have to be fair with them that Gordon Hayward is not 100%. No, he's not. And that also plays into, you know, the, the type of team that they thought they would have and versus what they actually have, where it's like, well, we're supposed to have that guy that's multidimensional basketball player that can pass, dribble, shoot, and do all, a whole bunch of stuff for us. And we have like 60% of that. Right. You know, so that also plays into, uh, you know, as a factor for them to be like, maybe let's just run it, run it back, you know? Yeah. You're because right. they're they're pretty close and but I still feel like they have too much of the same thing. Yeah. Too much of the and I'm not sure like I'm not sure because the thing is Kemba Kemba is so good offensively and these other guys, man, I don't know if they, they would have anybody that could replace what he brings. The thing is if he's bringing what he's bringing, then it's fine. My issue is when he's not delivering. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like that's that's where my beef with Kemba is: is he's not delivering what they're paying him for. So but automatically, he's been in that situation before, though, in terms of playoff experience and being in the conference finals and all that. Uh, does that have anything to do with him getting punished defensively? Well, <laughs> like <laughs> something got to no, give, right? No, no, that doesn't have anything to do with him being punished defensively, but that has probably everything to do with him not being as effective offensively. And my guy, do something for us defensively then, man. <laughs> no, because you're not paying him to be a defender. You're not. You're not. You're, but you're, it, No, you don't expect him to be that guy defensively, but you surely expect him to be a plus offensively. And if he's not being a super, super plus offensively, that, you know, that's really the issue. Then surprise, then surprise us and play a little defense then. <laughs> surprise us. <laughs> because we're shocked that you're not delivering offensively. Surprise us by doing something defensively. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be the key. If they want to come back, if they, you know, they have to figure something out with Kemba. I mean, I wonder if they might not use this Miami strategy and just go zone with that. You know, I mean, obviously they haven't, you know, they haven't tried it during the regular season, but, and they probably didn't work on it that much. But I mean, man, those guys are smart basketball players. <laughs> you got, oh, yeah, they are. You know, you got to try so- something to hide those guys, especially uh, Kemba. Yeah. Because they're always targeting somebody. In the first two games, they were targeting Tyus with Corin. And now in these last few games, they're targeting Kemba. Yeah. Right? Kemba and trying to go at Kemba as much as possible. And, you know, I feel like the Miami Heat found something there where it's like, you know what? If they're going to play that small lineup and they're going to play their five best guys, then we're going to pound them on the boards and attack their weakest league. Right. You know, so do you have Miami winning the next game or do you think it's it's going a little longer? 
No, I think they're going. I think I think they might. Uh, Celtics going to win the next game. Yeah, they're going. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just the fact that you know uh, Jason was horrible in the first half. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening again. And uh, shout-outs to him, though, for figuring it out because first half he was looking like, you know what I mean, like that guy that nobody wants to talk about. You know what I mean? I was ready to come out here and talk about him. Yeah, and he's just another Paul Jordan. Nah, nah. Yo, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing, yo. I was like, yo, he is starting to look. I'm like, and these uh, this front office guys on the West Coast talking about he's a better um, – Paul George and stuff like that. I was like, man, man, oh man, you starting to look like Paul George. So to see him drop that twenty plus second half, I was like, okay, that boy, that boy is cold, man. Nah, he, he he's definitely built for it, and that that showed a lot from him, like in terms of his mental makeup. Right. You know, it's it's not rare for like it's rare for guys to come out like over six and just be like, man, this is not a game for me. I'm I'm gonna try something else. Right. But he just, you know, stuck with it and figured it out. He figured it out. That's no. Yeah, I, I was, I was definitely happy to see that because, especially guys that are smooth like he is, often they're labeled to be a little on the soft side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like guys that score so effortlessly, like when they go through a, you know, like a a little hole like that. We're like, man, you see, we knew he was soft or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So just he ain't even panic. He just kept chilling, 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 then made that one shot and. That was it, man. You know what I mean? He figured that thing out, man. It was it was good to see for sure. Exactly. He just had to, you know, see one go in. Right. See one go in, and then that that, that was all she wrote, and he won for 20-plus in the second half. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, me too. I, I think I think the, it's going uh, probably six. But I, I hope it goes seven and that the Celtics win because that was my prediction. But, I mean. I like the Heat, man. They play so well. They're so well coached. They're, you know, that that was a team that was built for this, you know, set up the bubble. Right. You know, where it's like they have multiple ways of beating you and it's not depending on, you know, the, I mean, obviously their energy level is super consistent. So when another team comes out flat and they don't get that energy from the crowd, well, it's placed to their advantage because they're always at the same level. They always they always play super hard, right? And they're always super tough. So, I feel like that. That's why I feel like this kind of setup plays to their advantage. Do you see them beating the Lakers? I think they're built for it. Right. I think I think for all, of all the teams, I, I've all, I've always felt like the Heat and the Clippers were the teams that were better better built to beat the Lakers. Yeah. I I agree with you. And obviously we know what happened to this uh, to the Clippers, but you know. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know why I'm like I feel like they one of the reasons why I feel like they have a shot. Well, first of all, you talk about how offensively just different people could just pop up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But on the defensive end, I feel like Bam Bam could hold his own against AD. Yes. AD, a- AD will get off from time to time, but I feel like that's the matchup they may not have to double team. Yeah. Just no, they, let they, them go at each yeah. other. And and I think that might be it. That might be the, the, the you know what I mean? Because he's bam, bam, mobile as hell. You know what I mean? He plays hard. He has no fear in his eyes. And that, I feel like that that that's going to be the X factor right there. Bam, 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 bam is the biggest, 
I mean, for anybody coming out of the West, and the thing is, like, obviously we've seen AD, how he, he's able to guard Jokic pretty well. Uh, Bam Bam is probably the only other guy in the league that can do as good a job. Right. You know, and and the fact is, for LeBron, they have Jimmy. They have... Crowder. Uh, who's always been pretty good on Braun. And mm-hmm. they have the zone. <laughs> right. They got Crowder, too. Yeah, they got... But uh, I've seen Braun nasty stuff. That's, that's a big body, man. That's a big body. I know it's a big body, but, you know, Crowder's been to the Eastern Conference Finals against Braun. And I remember what happened. It wasn't <laughs> pretty. <laughs> I, 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 I believe like, in them Golden Eagles, man. I believe <laughs> in them Golden Eagles, man. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, we've seen Jimmy go against Braun in the playoffs. And Jimmy had a lot more, you know, gave a little bit more resistance. To that's a fact. Oh, without a question. I'm just saying that's another body they could throw at. I ain't saying Crowder was about to shut down LeBron. But he, uh, no, yeah. but, like, I feel like Crowder would probably be a, like a sigh of relief for LeBron compared to, like, Iguodala or Jimmy. Not or after, not after you've dealt with all them off. other boys, man. Every, even Crowder's going to feel like a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about. So let's just jump right into last night's game uh, between the Nuggets and the Lakers. So that was another game for Mal, man. That little boy from Kitchener. Yo, that boy. Different. Oh, man. (laughs) So skilled. If they're voting for next season to be in a bubble, I know who's the first voter for the games to be in the bubble. And that's that's Maul, man. He's going to be voting for that joint to be in the bubble again. Again, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I think... Look, I, I don't know what he does. Well, he's actually spoken about a lot in terms of meditation and everything. Maybe the fact that there are no distractions help helps him that much more because he's really able to focus and lock in really, really well. Right. You know, uh, yeah, man. It's just that I feel like mentally he's been on another level right now. Yeah. Yeah. But but you know how, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some guys are just really good with pickup and, and practice, game practices and stuff like that. I feel like yeah. how that's how Marlon That is. environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, some guys just turn it up, like, a, some whole other level. And I feel like that's how he sees the whole bubble situation. You know what I mean? Like, and I think Joe, Chris Joe was talking about that. He was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no depth, you know what I'm saying, with the backboard and everything and yeah. with that whole practice environment. And some some of these leaguers, they really go crazy in practice. They might not get the opportunities in game time, but they go crazy in practice. And I feel like that might be him right there, man. He's showing us what, what he'd be doing in practice. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's probably why Denver has never wanted to trade him because, you know, they've been offered, like, I remember, I think the Cavs offered Kyrie for him, and they were just like, yeah, nah. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, they, that's what I was saying. They've probably been watching this for a minute. Exactly. Tim Conley has been probably practicing, like, man, I know what I have, and it's pretty good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and, like, he's been shooting, what, 50% from three in the playoffs? Crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, 48% from three, 27 a game. Yesterday, he had 28 points, 12 assists. Um, but the biggest thing that stood out in this game to me was uh, the rebounding, right? For the Lakers, um, right? What did you see out there that the the Nuggets did well 
to keep those guys away from the boards. You know what, man? I didn't. I didn't even. I can't even say I seen anything in particular, just because I wasn't paying attention to that until I think I sent you a message because I'd be hating on your boy. Your Girl, boy was at the free throw line. minutes. Yeah, I was like, yo, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, how the hell this man got zero rebounds as a seven footer? You know what I'm saying? Like in thirty plus minutes, like what's going on over here? Yeah, you know I mean, so you you gonna have to school me on that one. Tell me what what they were doing to keep your boys <laughs> off no, the boards. But honestly, the the thing is, what I was really focused on is the fact that the Lakers didn't have any lob opportunities, so they really were always keeping a body on those guys. Right, and that translated to the whole to the, the rebounds also. So they didn't let them, you know, roll without checking them. They didn't let them get to the offensive rebound. So they always had somebody bumping them, pushing them. So that takes a toll on you. That's a fact. As, as the game goes on, and so you're you're never able to get that, you know, kind of rhythm to, you know, oh, I'm going to get that little rebound there. Facts. So, and then on a defensive end, uh, I just think, you know, the guards from the Lakers took, you know, took responsibility to get to the board. So... I mean, that played into a factor, so they were able to push the ball a little faster. But offensively, I, I mean, that was the biggest thing on the offensive board was, like, they're always, you know, checking them, pushing them, and getting a body on those guys. And I feel like and, – and I texted you last night. I was like, AD played 42, 44 minutes, 40, but it felt like he never subbed off because he was so tired. And that that's a part of it from the fact that – he was being checked physically so much right? that he was really, really drained. Like there was a four minute sequence. I was like, Vogel needs to call timeout if they want to win this game. Right. Because at that point, AD was making careless mistakes where it's like, no, this guy's just tired. Like he's not even <laughs> sprinting. Like you always see AD, they get a rebound, he's sprinting. Like they get an opportunity. He's always like one of the first ones ahead be able to score those easy buckets and he wasn't doing that so I was like that's just a guy that's tired like he's not putting like he's not even able to put maximum effort now right you know so I so don't know you're saying the physicality took a toll on him oh yeah the physicality took a toll on him definitely okay on Anthony Davis wow where, where, where did you want to go <laughs> I, I, I see I see you're planning something tell me tell me about nah, it <laughs> nah I'm just saying man that that that's been my thing with your boy man it's 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 I always felt like physicality kind of you know what I'm saying definitely pushes him away you know what I mean I think he made a turnover uh with Maul checking him you know what I mean and Maul just got low and just started pushing him at the top of the the, the free throw line and you know what I mean like it just it, it reminded me where what my issue is with him when it comes to the offensive side. It's just he's always uses his speed. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like, and I was even going to ask you this, do you feel like he's often out of control? You feel like he's often out of control? Well, yes, he doesn't, he doesn't because, because he's looking to he's use that speed. Yeah. Okay, maybe not often may not be the word, but you know what I'm saying? He's He doesn't have the greatest of balance. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 that's what I'm looking for. And I feel like, you know what I mean, like he's you know, and that's where I think we had a off the record or you know, debate about him or him or KG, and that's why I'm like I like KG better on when it comes to that because 
he has that go-to move that is very patient and he'll he's going to get it if you don't send that double team. And I feel like, you know, what's his name wants to use the speed so much that, you know, sometimes he's a little off balance. You know what I'm saying? He's a little out of control. And I think he even ran into Jeremy Grant a few times, you know what I mean, on some offensive foul and things like that. And I was like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love his talent. Don't get me wrong. But it's just little stuff like that kind of turns me off a little bit when it comes to him. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear what you're saying because <laughs> – the thing is, like, when you look at some of the – I think he's going to have to do a better job of that is play more at it, at his own pace and just get get a feel for where he needs to get his buckets, you know, and, right. and really, really understand. So, okay, I just need to get to my spot and not rush it, and I need to use maybe more of my footwork to get there and get that bucket instead of – feeling like, okay, I just need to beat this guy because I'm faster than him, I'm stronger than him, <laughs> right. and I'm going to throw it up, you know? Right. Yeah. No, um, I, I, I hear what you're saying. But that, but you see why that makes it hard, for example, to say that he's better than a joker? Oh, no, he's though... Oh, come on. <laughs> you, don't th- you don't think he's better than Nikola Jokic? It's, it's hard for me to say that because even though – he does like multiple things. I just feel like Joker is is what his his style is just is so poison, so veteran. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean. And I feel like your your boy still got ways to go. Like he still plays a little immature when it comes to that. He like you said, you broke it down. He has to polish that up. Like he's been in the league for a minute now, and for him to still run around like that shows that he still has to mature. And until he matures, it's hard for me to say he's better than a well-seasoned joker where he catches the ball, he takes his time, and he's just picking you apart. You know what but, I mean? And, but Joe, did you feel like Joker had a good game last night? He was okay. It's it's hard for Joker to have a bad game <laughs> just because he is so involved on the offensive side. Even when he's not scoring, he's he's a threat just by having the ball in his hands. And you know what I mean? Like, they're throwing everything at that man. Yeah, I don't but feel like they, I don't feel like they're throwing everything at 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 uh at your boy AD. They, oh man, they threw everything at him. I don't th- I don't feel like they're throwing right. everything. But what's the they, name? They really, really like from Millsap to Grant to uh Yeah, that's that's starting him. They were really that's that's just comfortable for him. That's just throwing. You know, what I'm saying uh when they went when the uh what's his name when the Lakers go into to a zone or or whatever, it's because of Joker. Yeah, they don't want to deal with him. You know what I'm saying? It's and not I feel that they like... don't want to deal with him, but they want to limit his, his, his ability. <laughs> they, once no, again, no, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it's always it's the same thing with all the best players. You want to limit their ability to take advantage of different things, you know. And the the stuff that the the Denver Nuggets did to Anthony Davis, where they were basically just playing hockey with him all the time. Well, it's the, it's the exact same thing. It's just that it's it's a different way to limit guys. Where it's like, for the Nuggets, you you have to force Jokic to play against your bigs, right? Then your bigs can limit him and you know take away the switching and all that stuff. Because if you're playing man, and then you have a pick and roll coverage that that's botched up, then you you have to switch and he gets Danny Green on him. That's a bucket or a foul, right? You know, so you, you, you want to take away those situations. I think the biggest thing with AD 
is that he has to, like yesterday he didn't play with force. Like they started being physical with him and it, he didn't respond. Whereas mm-hmm. the other games and, for instance, the Houston series, they tried to be physical with and he responded. Right. And he played with force. And when he plays with force, he's one of the, like, the two best players in the league between him and KD. Right. I don't know about that. Huh? I don't know about that now. What? I don't know about the whole between him and KD situation. I don't know about when, that. When, when AD plays with force. Right. Who can be more dominant with all that he has in his game than, than maybe KD? But, the, the, that's, but that's the problem is I don't feel like he has a reliable go-to move. Like you said it yourself, he doesn't even know where his spots are. He still has yet to figure that out. So it's hard for me to say he's the most dominant guy when the guy doesn't even know where's his sweet spot. He just goes. No, but so I, un- I, until I, I he figures he that out, it, it's hard to say that, you know what I'm saying, he's on that caliber. K- KD, he's a problem. And, and I gave you the example when I used to criticize him for struggling with a shorter guy on him because of the physicality. And he just said, you know what? Let me just go chill right there and cook you. And he did that to, what was it, Clippers last year? You know what I mean? And just gave it to them. You know what I mean? And right now, AD is not on that level. Like, he, he doesn't do that. He hasn't figured that out yet. And you can't give him those all those credit if he hasn't figured that out yet. Well, he's didn't. I told you last night, didn't he do it against uh, Houston? Not really. Not really. You A lot of the thing that came with Houston, and you said it too, is – First of all, he benefits a lot from Rondo, which is amazing to see Rondo just be plugging them boys. And half of it comes from Rondo plugging him. You know what I mean? So it's once again, and the other it's half not like it's him. Rondo, Rondo, Rondo's passing open and he's like wide open and he just has to shoot it. Oh, he has a few of those. I mean, if we're talking about Houston, Rondo just got to throw it over a bunch of six foot three guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. But at the same time, like, when he catches it, he, you know, he's a super connector. Like he's a he's a great he, connector, and that's what he is—a connector. Yes. When you're talking about guys being dominant, we ain't talking about nobody being a connect. We talking about somebody who 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 knows how to fish for himself, and that's who KD okay, so is. AD AD can't fish for himself. Not not like that's not like at the level like, that you're trying to say. It's like saying Shaq wasn't dominant, for instance. Shaq was still dominant even if if he was what greatest at cooking for himself uh Shaq can't cook for himself no I didn't say that Shaq cooked for himself a lot that's yeah that's all he did is cook for himself it's not like AD only get passes from guys and he's Tyson Chandler man I'm not he's 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 better than Tyson Chandler without a question but premium Tyson Chandler with the ability to play like a KG and that's why I feel like when he's on and he's playing with full force He's probably the best player in the league aside from Kevin Durant. The thing is, if we have to say he's playing with full force, it means that it doesn't come easy for him. Oh, if yeah. we have to say that. No, no. It doesn't mean it doesn't come. Do, do you have to say KD has to play with full force? Even when, I feel like KD doesn't even tap into his, his real thing because yeah. he plays the right it, way. I said, I, I, think, said, I said two years ago when they were playing the, what, what was their name, the, the Rockets, and that's year one seven. I said he wasn't playing with force. But he was. he was he was still a problem, though. 
yeah, they had to worry about him, but he wasn't playing with force and he wasn't playing his best. He played his best in the finals and he was amazing again. But against the Rockets, like you saw you saw some, you know, chink in the on the in the armor of KD. It's like, yeah, he's the best player in the league, the best core in the league, but if you start being overly physical with him and the refs think it's football and it's not basketball and you let <laughs> PJ Tucker, you know, bully him and, and it's the same thing as yesterday. Like it's not even the same sport where it's like you're letting Melsap getting overly physical. So oh, come on with the overly physical. Come on now. I'm saying look look, look, look how they're gonna referee Anthony Davis tomorrow. Man, they better they they, they better not let them free throws. Man, they better not do that, man. They better not ruin the game like that, man. It's not about ruining the game, but it's just them making certain adjustments to how the referee. I mean, when he caught the ball and everything, everything that he that he did off the off the catch, they were basically calling a foul because off the ball they weren't calling anything on it. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. So maybe they're, they're gonna adjust to that. And the thing is. When I, I hate when NBA refs do that because that give the that gives the advantage like to the uh, to to certain teams when they're calling stuff off the ball, it puts the other team in a bonus situation early on. It cuts off the rhythm of the game, and it's just like like the team that gets to the line the most is just at a like extreme advantage. Like it's Facts. ridiculous. Facts. Like I want AD to do well, and I want him. Like, you know, obviously, I think he's one of the greatest players in the league. But at the same time, it's like, if it, that's going to take away from the game, then, yes, it's not going to be fun. No, but definitely not. I, 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 do that. I, I think they're going to referee that thing. Like, <laughs> Nah, they, they let them boys play, man. Let them boys play. It's the playoffs, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> that, that series, and we said, you know, if – the Lakers want to have success. It comes down to how well Anthony Davis plays. Like LeBron played pretty well last night. Right. LeBron was aggressive. LeBron was scoring. But if AD isn't looking like the best player in the series or like close to the best player in the league, they don't really have a chance. No. No, they they, they definitely uh, they are in trouble uh, just because Le- LeBron is not the same. You know what I mean? And then I think we said it. And even he's he's not even trying to play fast anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's playing at his tempo, and he's going to pick the defense apart, you know what I mean, from time to time. Uh, but, you know, if he's not like that, and AD, AD needs to be, you know, that guy that we feel like could be the MVP if they win it all. You know what I mean? And if he ain't playing on that level, they own trouble. That's for sure. Yeah, no, that 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 is definitely for sure. And how about hey? No, we forgot to mention one thing about last night, though. The best Syracuse <laughs> alum in the league, man. <laughs> <laughs> that boy that was giving AD trouble. No, nah, but LeBron hey, trouble. He's got them both superstars. Twenty-six points, man. Uh, that that's the biggest key from last night because. You know, oh no, oh boy, too, man. Morris, Morris off the bench. Yeah, Monte, Monte was good. I mean, I've been saying Monte was one of the best backup PGs in the league. Uh, but, but the offense that Jeremy Grant put up, I mean, that was really. If I don't think they're gonna get that, 
But if they can get that from somebody else, let's say Millsap has a game like that, and then MPJ has a game like that, then they're in business. Then they, they have a shot. Oh, yeah. But if the Lakers are able to adjust and limit those guys, then it's going to be hard for the top two from Denver to beat the top two from LA. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, the other guys got to put in work. They, they definitely, I think, like you said, is the biggest. I think there was a time we were looking, it was like 20 to whatever on, uh, on like bench points. You know what I mean? And that that's definitely the, the, the biggest piece. If those guys can contribute and, you know, kind of take the pressure off Joker and, uh, and Maul, Lakers are in trouble for sure. Yeah, and 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 I think that's where the the Nuggets really have the advantage against most teams in the league. Because if you look, like obviously their two best players are good and they're really really good. They're playing great in the playoffs, and they're, they're they've been as good as any duo in the league. Uh, but if you look after that, like, and I was <laughs> I was actually <laughs> I was actually talking to the uh, saying you know. After Davis and Braun, if you look at the matchup, so Millsap and Dwight, I'd probably take Millsap. Uh, Millsap and, and Dwight? Yeah. Not the way Dwight been playing right now. What does Dwight bring you offensively? <laughs> Catch them lobs. <laughs> yeah, when, when they're bumping and, you know, not allowing you any, any lobs and any rebounds. I mean, Dwight was... That's a fact, but what's... what's uh... Millsap has been doing lately. I've been disappointed in him, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from that one game in the Clippers series, uh, yeah, he hasn't been that. Yeah, that's why. That's why I wouldn't mind taking Dwight, man. Like, okay, listen, let's, he, say, let's say let, let, let's say that that's even. Uh, Gary Harris and Danny Green. I think Gary Harris in a heartbeat. So Jeremy Grant, KCP. Jeremy Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then you have Monte Morris against Rondo. That's no nah, Rondo. Rondo been 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 on yeah, some stuff. Rondo is a problem. Uh, Without Rondo, man, I don't know if yeah, I don't no, know. I don't think I don't think they beat Houston honestly. Yeah, I think Rondo. Rondo's a problem, man. Six or seven. Yeah, because he unlocked a lot of things when he came back. He did. He did playmaking ability, man. Yeah. And his ability to play make it's it's even actually faster than LeBron. You know what I'm saying? He gets them boys to run down the floor a little bit. You know what I mean? Up tempo where you know LeBron kind of wants wants to walk it up. It's crazy. And he's actually the best passion on the team. Like LeBron gets a lot of assists, but Vanto actually, you know, puts guys in a really really good position to get buckets. Oh yeah. You know, so I, I feel like he yeah. He bring he brings a lot to the table, man. He sets up people. He runs his offense. The only thing last night he had a couple bad few last possessions because you know they were playing that extra pass off. Right. Elstep did actually have a great job on those two plays where it's like he baits him into, you know, he forces him to not make that pass. So Rondo first time gets the offensive foul. The second time Elstep cheats on both times was on AD. So Millsap right. you know, on AD forces the offensive foul. Second time he cheats again. Let's Rondo get that jumper and misses. So uh, yeah, if, if he's gonna be on the court at the end of the game, he needs to be able to make shots and be confident about making shots, man. No, oh, definitely. Um, so if you look, uh, MPJ against Kuzma. 
right now it could go either way, man, because MPJ ain't been, ain't been hooping. I mean, he made, he made a couple big shots, though. He makes he, he, I trust him more as far as being a shot maker than Kuzma, which they're supposed to be both of those guys. Yeah, yeah I don't With those boys, man, either way. I, I want to go either way, man, because... JaVel, JaVel against Plumlee. Man, either way. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. Don't disrespect Mason Plumlee like that. I'm still mad at him for giving AD that open yeah, that shot. Yeah, that was a boneheaded I haven't, play, I haven't forgiven him yet. He's a much better player than Jeff. Nah, man. I haven't forgiven him that. Because uh, if, if he doesn't do that, it's they up 2-1 right now. Yes. Yes. And you know why why Mike, Mike Malone had him on the court? Because that's one of his smartest players and he trusts him. Nah, because he's tall. He wanted to have bigger guys on the court. You want to have bigger guys on the court, but also because he's one of the smartest guys and he trusts him. How did he make that mistake as a smart guy? Because the thing is, he understood that he was going to be late on that curl. How was he? No, he was not supposed to be late. No, 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 no. I, and he, I refuse and, and to forgive And the thing is, I feel like he, he anticipated that screen from Braun. That was, and that was the biggest thing because he, he saw where Braun was coming from. He was like, man, I think he's going to screen me. Jeremy, go there, beat him to the spot. You're probably going to steal that pass. Jeremy ain't even looking at you, man. Well, if you're talking on the court, you understand stuff. He, he pointed at him and he spoke it, He to did, him. but even, oh, man, no, man. Jeremy just can't go just around. focus on one guy. This it is wasn't even really a, basketball. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. Yes, but I got you covered. I'm telling you. Come on, I got you covered. Go ahead on, and, and that pass over there. If Jeremy, oh, if Jeremy had moved to that spot, guess the steal. Ronald never makes that pass. I don't know, man. LeBron might have slipped and blow by Plumley the way he was but running. Plumley was there to bump him. It would have been too late the way he was playing because AD got there way before. What do you mean? AD when, got there way before Plumley got to LeBron. When he communicated, when he communicated, Jeremy could have gotten there and he would have been there. But what I'm saying is, Jeremy would have got to AD, yeah. but Plumlee would have been late to LeBron. How? Because that's why I said, like, AD got to the three-point line before um, Plumlee got to LeBron. No. So even that's on that switch. He was, he was stuck to, to, to Bron. And that's why Man, that's he ran into Bron. He got stuck to Bron, and AD was wide open. Man, I you, I gotta watch that film again, man. That, I'm still mad at him. That's my point. <laughs> well, I, I understand you being mad at him, but I feel like it was more mi miscommunication than anything. Else. It was, it was without question of miscommunication. But man, if he was on AD a little closer, he could have adjusted that miscommunication and still stayed on AD. But because I, that's what I said, like you gotta watch it again. He was so far behind that he was he's been pointing at AD. You know what I mean? But he was so far behind for whatever reason. You know what I mean? It, it just He just ended up running straight into LeBron. Yeah, no. It, it, <laughs> he wasn't even moving. Like, he just ran to the screen. And it wasn't even a screen, though. It wasn't. And he, he moved so far away. Like, he curled so far away from LeBron. Yeah. He was just doing his cut. He like, and this, look. Really, what what is it, what it is is it's a big not being used to run, running around and chase people. And AD took that step and just ran away, and it's like, damn, I'm not gonna catch that guy. I was like, Jeremy, go get him! <laughs> Come on, man! I'll take your man, and that was it. That was it.
But he's Man. he's a, he's a better player than Javel. <laughs> right now, nope. That's how I feel right now. Respect him. Put some respect on Mason Plumlee's name. <laughs> but the the point point is, I feel like aside from the top two, um, what's their name? The 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 Nuggets have better guys. Yeah, those guys can be actually better and like because even PJ was solid the game before that. He didn't play much yeah. yesterday, but uh, and which kind of surprised me a little bit. But PJ, PJ came off the bench. He was smooth last uh, the game before that. Yeah, the game before. And but the thing is, I, I feel like is the game before most of those other guys like Jeremy Grant uh, and Monte didn't bring that much energy and Gary Harris. So they needed another spark at the wing. Right. But when Gary's hitting shots, when Jeremy's hitting shots and Monte's playing the way he's playing, they don't need as much perimeter because those guys are much better defender than MPJ is, so they're not going to play him as much Facts. Uh, in that situation. Facts. So, yeah. But, again, they have the luxury of not having to play MPJ that much. Whereas no, definitely. The, definitely. The Lakers, despite all of his inconsistencies, they have to play Kyle Kuzma. And you have to count on them. <laughs> you know. Kyle be coming out there gunning. <laughs> a solid 35%. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm, I'm playing. I don't even know how, how well he's shooting from the field. But I don't think he's shooting that well. But, but no. one thing, he's been defending. Yeah, surprisingly. That's why, you know what? That's why I'll probably take him over, uh, uh, Michael Porter. Uh, he can't make a shot to save his life. <laughs> He's defending, which Michael, uh, Michael Porter is not doing. Oh, Michael Porter is rebounding better, though. <laughs> I mean, I'll take that. Kuzma's shooting 31% from three. Oh, gosh. 31. And he'd be shooting that thing like he's the one shooting 50%. Yeah. Golly. I mean, <laughs> field goal percentage was... But the thing is, he's finishing well. 72 from in the paint, but... Yeah, side of that is terrible. He's 30% from three to, to 10 feet. Mid-range, 38%. 3.31. Yes. He can't shoot. And if you can't shoot in the bubble, where, where are you ever going to be able to shoot? That's a man? fact. That's a fact. The <laughs> bubble, the bubble. Everybody shoots in the bubble. I mean, shooters get hot in the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... What what do you see coming up in, in that series? What do you see going ahead? Um, I want to ride with my prediction and say that you know, like I said, it's supposed to be two one right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, they they're gonna tie it up. They're gonna go with two two. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like it's, it's, gonna, about, it's gonna be two two? Yeah, it's about to be two two. I think if the Lakers come out and play with force, uh like and 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 they played with force in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was the like desperate energy or whatever. Um, but I feel like if they come out and play with and they respond to the intensity that Denver brings, uh, especially those top two guys, I'm not sure Denver has a shot. I think it's going to be three one, and then from there, well, obviously, we know what happens when Denver goes goes down. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what's scary about Denver though. Mm-hmm. And, and I was and I was watching this. It's it's the fact that they don't seem to be phased whether they're up twenty or down twenty. 
So even you're talking about like the 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 the, uh, the Lakers made a run at the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them feeling like oh shit they're about to you know what I mean like it's just it's their style of play like they're gonna be up sometimes they're gonna be down sometimes but they believe in what they do and they keep doing it doing it doing it and and that's how they get dubs yeah and that's scary you know what I'm saying to have a team like that that's confident and that does something like that I was looking at them I was like. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like certain teams, like they start losing their their um their lead and you could see the panic in them. Like, yo, like we got to switch up what we're doing. We ain't doing something right. But no, they just keep playing the same way. They understand that, you know, it, there's highs and lows and they're never too high, never too low. And they just keep playing and they figure it out. You know what I mean? Like that mistake that Plumley made, he doesn't make that mistake. They're up 2-1 right now, playing that same style. Yeah, but, but and the thing is, I feel like that's a team getting what they get, not from, you know, energy and, and whatever. It's just execution and skill. Yes. You know, and and when you get what you get from that, there's a, there's your confidence when things are not going your way because maybe you're lacking a little bit of energy. It's like, well, we just got to do what we do, but with a little more, you know, precision or a little more intensity and we're going to be fine. So you, you can always go back to that where it's like when you're just doing whatever, but because you play super, super hard, you get stuff, then maybe, you know, for instance, the Clippers, uh, then that's when you lose your confidence and right. you don't have something to rely on really. Right, right. It's like, yeah, and, and really they're the anti-Clippers where it's like the Clippers is just, well, we're going to play hard and we have enough talent then we'll be fine. Right. But the thing is, you can play hard, but if a team is prepared to, to counter what you have in terms of talent, then what can you rely on as far as execution? Right. And are, you, are your skills really, really that good that you can, you know, get by? Right. Without, you know, without the, the other stuff. So, uh, so, yeah, I feel like because they get by on real stuff, that I consider real like things that you need to actually be a really good basketball team and a really good basketball player. That's where, that's why they're, you know, they're so on phase. They're so comfortable and so confident with with what they have. Definitely. Uh, Those two, man, I feel like AD and, and, uh, and Jokic are, are just the guys of the future in the West. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and maybe the league even. Yeah, and they're doing it for the bigs, uh especially Joker because of, uh, when it comes to AD, I feel like he's more of a of a stretch four than an actual big. Um, <laughs> I mean, like he's best at the five because he takes advantage, but I'm saying his style of play, he doesn't really post up, you know what I mean? Because I was going to give a shout out to them holding it down for the bigs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because that position was about to disappear in this, in the game. But those guys are kind of holding it down, you know, uh, you know, making us realize that it's still that position is still valuable if you play it the right way. And and that's 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 a key point right there that you're making because there is an article that came out and it's talking about if you want to be big a big in the league, you either have to be a specialist or be special. Yep. And that's really what it is. Facts. You know. Either you can really do certain things really well, 
where you're either a really good shooter, a pick and pop guy, uh, or you can you're a lob threat and can really block shots and that kind of stuff, or you're just one of those two guys, you know, where it's like offensively and defensively. Well, Jokic not defensively, but AD defensively, he does so much stuff that disrupts any offense and offensively just an incredible connector. And Jokic, you can just put us with him and we're going to look as if we can play basketball still. So, Facts, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you really, really have to – in order to, to counter the small ball, you have to be really special. You got to. You know, and and that's what we're saying. Like, we're saying in the early rounds, like, yeah, at the end of the day, basketball comes down to, you know, you have to be skilled. If you're if you have too much limitations in your game, then you're going to get exposed. And the thing is, those two guys, you can't really expose them because they have that many tools. They're really, really special specimen. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I agree with that. Uh If if you don't have the tools, then you know you <laughs> you're in trouble, and it's gonna be exposed really quickly. Yeah. And you know they're gonna have you looking like you you ain't never played basketball a day in your life. Exactly, especially nowadays. NBA defenses have gotten so much better, man. These, right? Yeah. It's crazy though that side note that zone defense is so effective, regardless of the fact that there's a defensive three in the key. Yeah, but but. Aren't they? They're playing pretty much like a three-two zone, right? I feel like they, they're playing a two-three. Uh, but other teams uh, have played uh, two-three uh, and stuff like that. And it's just like I said, it's crazy because you know what I mean like normally you can't even protect the paint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Guys are and, moving so fast, and the thing is like, and and I, I was telling you yesterday, the fact is like the three in the key, defensive three in the key doesn't exist, but. If you're constantly bumping guys and touching people while they're cutting, right, then you can pretty much stay in there. Yeah. So it's it's sort of like you know, it's a tricky rule where it's like yeah, you don't have it, but you kind of have it anyway. Right. Right. And and uh, there was actually a statistical analysis that that's been done about the call the three defensive three in the key at the end of games. It's like the least called violation. It's which, which I'm cool with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah, no, I'm cool with it because I feel like it, it actually shouldn't be in there. You know, I, I feel like, you know, the game's a game, man. Basketball is basketball. Guys right. can be on help side and defend, you know, the way they should be defending. Right. <laughs> actually, for you, right. I feel like they should take it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's going to help guys work on their games as well. Pull yeah. up for their mid-range or something. You exactly. know what I mean? Stop going to the... You know, I mean, stop making a three and a three and layup type situation. Pull up. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. And that's what I was thinking. Because the thing is, and, and you'll realize when you watch Hiba, one of the, the two biggest things that stand out is the fact that the mid-range is so useful because you have to stop on them because the health is there already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that five men are super, super, super useful. Yeah. Because having that guy, that big man that can just stand in there and challenge any shot that comes to you, towards you is an incredible advantage. Of course. And obviously in terms of 
you know, on the offensive end, the post-up still has value. Yeah. Because those other shots are not as efficient because the thing is, if, for instance, it's a drive and kick, well, guys can there can get there a little bit earlier. Right. Know? And then as far as the layup goes, well, it's not necessarily a 75% shot because the help is already there. So, you right. know what? That post-up is actually a good way to get inside the paint and get some easy buckets. Facts. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, get, get rid of that defensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you on that. And, it, and the thing is, like, we were talking about it at, at early last year. If you're going to referee that game with the freedom of movement stuff and let guys run around and not be, you know, not allow defenders to touch shooters a little bit, get any contact, and those games are going to finish 130 to 125 in the regular season, I, I don't know. You should still let the defense do something. That's a fit. I mean, you give the defense a chance. Yeah. And we see it in the playoffs because the playoffs are refereed differently than the regular season. But during the regular season, when they really emphasize the freedom of movement and they really let guys roam freely and all that, I mean, it's really out of control. Oh, it is. You know, so, yeah, get rid of the defensive thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a plight. <laughs> um, so... Lakers in in five? No, <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, listen, I got I got Denver, Denver in seven, man. Denver in seven. seven, Denver in seven. You know what I mean? I'm still riding with Denver, man. They, I like the fact that they have no fear, man. They play like a team that has nothing to lose, man, and I, I love it. They literally have nothing to lose, though. They nothing. I, I feel like maybe they came in with expectations but nobody really thought about their expectations so nah, they're not their mind it's like yeah let's go out there and play um yeah so last thing we wanted to discuss uh so it's really still related to the league because it's been uh you know it's been in, on so many people's minds and you know it's been really the subject uh for WNBA and the NBA as far as the uh the officers that killed Breonna Taylor and the Breonna Taylor story. So today the, uh, the grand jury decided to uh, indict one of the officers on endangering uh, the neighbors because some of the bullets went into the neighbor's house. And so basically he got charged for recklessness and the killers were, the other killers were not, uh, they were not charged. Uh, so how did that decision and how did that uh, whole thing resonate with you? Um, I mean, like I, I can't, I can't even say that I'm, I'm shocked just because of you know what I'm saying like there were different things that I, I was reading on on social media. You know, what I mean, like people, you know, what I mean, police, you know, setting up certain things, and you could just sense that you know the decision was going towards against the popular opinion or you know what i mean so you could sense that that's the direction it was going so when it actually did happen i was like damn like i knew that's where it's going and it's tough it's tough for the family because essentially when you dumb it down you know what i mean like the people that didn't actually get hit or the walls that got hit or whatever you know it got more justice than the person that actually lost their life you know what i mean and that's 
that's crazy to think that. You know what I mean? Like you, you your home supposed to be chilling and you get killed. You know what I mean? Like when this whole thing first initially started, you know what I mean? Like you had different situation where you're like, man, maybe that guy shouldn't have argued with the police. And then mm-hmm. another thing happens like, man, maybe that guy shouldn't have been out at night. You know what I mean? Then another situation, man, maybe that guy shouldn't have been selling, you know what I'm saying, fake whatever, or, you know what I mean, dealing with fake bills or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's always like a 10% in your mind where you're like, you know what, maybe he shouldn't have done that because obviously when you're a black man and something like that happened, you kind of put yourself in that situation. Like, how can I avoid, you know what I mean, situations like that? And <laughs> when you're like, well, damn, I'm at home sleeping. I can't even be at home sleeping anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it, it's crazy, man. When you think about that, it's just, it's so sad and that that's where we're at. You know what I mean? In North America, you know what I mean? In the United States and just things like that, it's just, it's heartbreaking. You know what I mean? For the family that you can't even get, you know what I'm saying? That justice that you want. You know what I mean? Obviously it doesn't bring, you know, Brianna back, but at least it makes you feel like if they were to do it to somebody else's child, that they were going to somewhat pay for it. So it was going to push people away from you know, doing that type of thing. So it's, it's sad, man. That's, that's my, that's my feeling on it, man. Yeah. No, and, and it, it's all about accountability. You know, uh, whenever somebody does something bad or whatever they make, yeah, they do something that shouldn't be that they, they should be held accountable for. And that's really what it is. And the other officers are not being, and all of them are really not being held accountable for the crimes that they committed. Nope. So, it's a really sad story and thing that and it's interesting what you said about you know in the other situation you could argue that if they hadn't done something well and that's really the hard thing about you know being black in america where you're not allowed to make any mistakes you know you're not right. allowed to have full pod where it's like certain other people might be allowed a little more leeway where they can get away with arguing with a cop they can get right. with asking questions to, to a police officer. Right. Whereas, you know, as a black man, especially, you're not even allowed that, you know, it's not even a luxury that right to be able to ask questions. Right. Like, Wait, why is this happening to me? Why right. am I being arrested? Why am I being questioned? You know? Right. So, and, and, and that's really the situation where, you know, when, when those guys say black lives run and when everybody's protesting is, it is about, you know, that lack of balance. Right. Put it that way. You know, where it's like, well, she was sleeping and she can't even get justice. And those other guys, maybe they were arguing with police officers, but who hasn't argued with a police officer? That's know, a police thing. officer's job is not to escalate a situation where it becomes a murder. It's supposed to be de-escalating a situation where then a little issue can be resolved, you know? Right. You know, a, a potential fake bill shouldn't result in you getting killed. At all. At <laughs> all. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy because you guys, you know, other guys, we just, they could go and shoot up places and come out of there clean. You know what I mean? And untouched. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just to have situations like that where, like you said, you know, that type of crime or any type of crime, realistically, unless, you know what I'm saying, you're out there shooting straight at the police and I get it, their life is in danger, they got to fire back. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, a situation where, you know, like I said, you're home sleeping, you know what I mean? Like, there's so, there's a the list of that type of situation is just, it's crazy, you know what I mean? And 
if if they're scared for their lives and that's why they're firing so quickly, then maybe they're in the wrong field. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't be so trigger happy. You know what I mean to be in that situation. Exactly. Exactly. It shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be your first response. Right. So yeah. That's that's really what it is. It shouldn't be your first response, and and that's really the sad part in that case where it's like, yeah, maybe they had a warrant, but you know, the fact is, they probably should have checked at first if there was anybody there or whatever. Like, all those laws are made for police to 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 be in a sort of a superpower and not really, you know, be there for the people. You know. Right. The thing is, no knock warrant, and they start through it directly when it's for drug charges. You know, I mean, yeah, we've seen a lot of people get away with uh, with way more. Exactly. Not saying it's it's okay to be a, a drug dealer or whatever. Uh, Not at all. You no, know, that which she wasn't, which was her her, her ex boyfriend that 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 was, but. At the same time, like they probably should have known that this was not his property and that this was the place that she lived at. You know, right. if you're gonna go out and and start shooting recklessly like that, maybe do some research first and make sure what you got is right. The information you got is proper. I don't know. Yeah, did no when when somebody loses their lives, man, you you gotta do your homework. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't. Yeah, you know I mean, it means you didn't do the proper. You know what I mean? the proper homework to make sure that everything is legit. You know what I mean? Like you don't play around with people's life. It's not like there's any coming back from it. Exactly. So you can't afford to make that type of mistake. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you got to be on point. Definitely. Definitely agree with that. Uh, I hope, I hope she still gets justice and I hope, you know, all those people that have, have lost their lives, uh, senselessly, senselessly and unjustly get justice for, for it. Um, but in the meantime, all we can do is, uh, is hope for the best for that city, uh, that's going through it and that family that's going through it. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Prayers to their families for sure. You know what I mean? That they, you know, they find the strength to go through these tough times for sure. Exactly. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's been another great episode. Uh, glad we, we, we spoke about that. Um, you know, hopefully we get some better news uh, next week and uh, we'll keep watching those games man this has been some entertaining conference finals oh for sure for sure both going back and forth I love it man good basketball for sure the bubble basketball has been great to us it's been great you know and especially with the you know great coaching that we've seen great players that we've seen I mean yeah we really really got it's been a joy it's been a joy to watch yeah, uh, yeah definitely so we'll we'll speak next week and uh, hopefully we'll we're still in the conference finals. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it goes the distance for both those series, man. I, for I sure. Really, I really hope we get two to seven games. For sure. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Peace.